BSI presents The Standard Show, the podcast that brings you the stories behind the standards with Matthew Childs and Cindy Paragill. Today's episode is to celebrate International Women's Day. Hello, and welcome to The Standard Show. My name is Cindy Paragill, and I'm with Matthew Childs. Hey, Matthew, how are you? I'm very good. In fact, everything is shipshape. And you? Good. I'm feeling very much in fine feather. Now, the aim of this podcast is to bring you the stories behind the standards. And this is a special episode of the podcast to celebrate International Women's Day. Yes, indeed. International Women's Day is a global day marked on the 8th of March to celebrate the social, economic, cultural and political achievements of women. The day also marks a call to action for accelerating gender parity. It's been around for well over a century, with the first gathering held way back in 1911. Now, here at The Standard Show, we wanted to mark International Women's Day, so we thought we would have a conversation with a leading female standards maker to ask her about why and how she got involved, what her experience has been, and the difference it has made to her professional life. So, a few days ago, Matthew and I sat down with friend of the podcast, Dr. Irina Brass, Associate Professor at UCL in the Department of Science, Technology, Engineering and Public Policy to do just that. I started by suggesting to Irina that those four subjects were a very interesting blend. What we try to do with this department, which uh, sits in the Faculty of Engineering, by the way, is um, a really sort of a two-way process. On the one hand, um, we are trying to create a bridge, really, between um, scientific technological expertise that comes from this expert community, from this epistemic community, and bring it closer to um, policymaking, really creating what we know and we refer to as evidence-based policymaking, but also vice versa, so bringing some of the challenges of um, of doing policy uh, in the 21st century when we're dealing with some really complex, um, really global challenges as we've seen with the pandemic, as we see with a lot of digital technologies and policy, for instance. Uh, so bringing those closer um, and understanding some of the tensions and the trade-offs in doing, uh, in doing policy making in the 21st century, and then bringing it closer to, um, uh, to uh, experts in science and technology, really. So within the department, I specialize in the regulation of emerging technologies. And the two areas uh, that I very much focus on is uh, digital technologies, um, so such as Internet of Things or uh, AI, but also innovations that we see in healthcare, uh, digital technological innovations, but also biotech innovations, such as developments in cell and gene therapies for um, really some very rare illnesses, for instance, such as rare cancers. Now, Irina, you're not only a successful academic, you're also involved in standards making. So can you tell us how you're involved in standards making at the moment? I've been uh, researching and working closely with standards, with the standards making community for uh, a while now. And in recent years, I've been working very closely with BSI, as you know. I'd say that I have two roles here. I'm a member of the IoT One committee. So that's the Internet of Things committee, which mirrors... uh, 
ISO SE41. Uh, and prior to that, um, uh, up until really 2019, 2020, early 2020, I was uh, I chaired the uh, IoT1 committee. And also since 2019, I'm really honored to say that um, I've joined SPSC, so that's the Standards Policy and Strategy Committee at BSI, which advises uh, and also reports to the BSI board on um, strategic future standards development. So as I said, this is really a true honor for me uh, because I feel that I can represent the higher education sector in this really important advisory committee. And I can also provide insights for how the higher education sector and the standards making bodies can work closer together to ensure that the role of standards is better captured in higher education curricula. And also um, that um, the, the goals and ambitions that we are trying to achieve in higher education are reflected in the way the standards are being developed in the future. That's fantastic. And your passion really comes out there. Um, can I ask what's been your standards journey and how and when did it start for you? Oh, gosh, <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a bit of a long journey, I have to say. Um, I've always been interested in, in this intersection between technology development and policy. Um, I guess my interest in the role that standards play at this intersection yeah, between technology science and policy really happened uh, during my PhD at LSE. So that's quite a while back now. Um, when I looked at the role standards and standards development communities play in shaping radio frequency allocation policy for mobile cellular communications for the various generation of mobile cellular communications that we've seen, like 2G, 3G, 4G. So the standards that underpinned that evolution, essentially. Uh, there was, and to, to a certain extent that very much still is, an assumption that the world of technology is uh, in this kind of constant tag of war between industry-driven innovation and policy. But there is so much that is being missed in this kind of artificial dichotomy, in my view, between regulation and innovation. And actually, one aspect that is missed here is the role that standards play to support innovation. And also, broader than that, so broader than supporting economic development, supporting innovation, supporting businesses, standards are enable and are able to reduce the risks to prepare organizations for managing risks associated sometimes with those innovations, with the technological and scientific developments that we are seeing, um, protecting users and consumers um, when it comes to, to, to dealing with those risks and ultimately meeting those public policy objectives, which is to, to, to protect customers, to protect consumers. So there is this area that, to my in my view, was, was really fascinating and still is that is very much not captured uh, in research. And that motivated my journey throughout, if you wish. So since then, um, I maintained that I really consolidated my interest in standards. So I've been looking at cybersecurity standards for the Internet of Things, for instance. I've been looking at AI standards, standards for connected intelligent medical devices, etc. Um, and I have to say that we have quite a lot of evidence that standards are misunderstood 
and very often misrepresented in both research and higher education, uh, so in teaching and our curricula. And, and more, in my view, needs to be done here. So for instance, in research, there is this trend that, that standards are captured by industry, are captured by big tech. And while this might be the case for some market-driven standards, it's not the same story for all standards. So I guess it depends on the organization that develops those standards, whether it's a closed industry association or whether it's a national or international standards body that, that, where there is a requirement for more transparent processes. So there is so much more here that needs to be captured in the research that we are doing as scholars and as academics to understand the very important but complex role that standards play at this intersection between technology, science and policy. Here's me interrupting our conversation with Irina to remind you that here on The Standard Show, we really welcome your feedback. Please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts, especially if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can find us on Twitter at Standard Show and on Instagram at The Standard Show. And check out the show notes for all of the ways to get in touch. So I can see, Irina, that you have a, a sort of a deep research and sort of long-standing research interest around standards and standardisation. I just wonder, you know, what were your motivations for crossing the threshold and actually getting involved in standards themselves? Uh, so to me, it's simple. More needs to be done, both in practice and also in research and higher education, to study, to understand, to explore standards. So we need to... Um, have a stronger uh, bridge when it comes to these communities um, uh, in order to explore more the role of standards at this intersection of technology, science, and policy. If you talk to engineers, for instance, the role that, that standards play is clear to them. Um, they are, I don't know, fundamental for product design. Uh, they are fundamental for systems engineering, for resilience of those systems, etc. Whatever, whatever it is, right? But if you talk to social scientists, it's generally less clear. So one of my motivations was to go between these disciplinary silos and to also embed myself as much as possible in standards development practice to understand how this work is being done. And let me give you just, if you wish, another critical example of what motivates me here. Um, we have evidence going back to this point about bridging these communities of uh, the higher education sector and standards development um, uh, communities and, and, and policy at large also. We have evidence that standards are not well captured in academic curriculum in higher education. We know this and we've also discussed this in pretty, previous podcasts as well. So my ambition and action here is to ensure that at least the work that I do at STEEP and that we do at UCL promotes the study and the inclusion of standards in, in our curricula. Um, at STEEP, I lead the department master's uh, in public administration, so MPA in digital technologies and policies. So for me, it's critical that standards are included in that curriculum, that we discuss, that when, that when we discuss digital tech policy, 
the role that standards play in supporting those public policy objectives, in supporting uh, innovation, um, in in supporting good organizational governance when it comes to developing new products, um, uh, new systems, new services in digital tech is done in a responsible manner. To look at the politics that are associated with the development of standards, uh, where standards sit vis-a-vis policy at large, vis-a-vis regulation. So all of these aspects, I think, are absolutely critical to bring into higher education. And what better way to learn than by being present and being involved in standards um, in standards myself? And has the experience working in the whole standards world um, been what you expected? I think it's been... Yeah, I think it's been absolutely wonderful and probably a bit more as well, I'd say. So I I don't want to sound over optimistic. I have to say that it's sometimes frustrated to see progress being somewhat slower than expected at this intersection, right, that I mentioned between uh, not just necessarily what's happening in standards development communities, but... um, uh, but at the intersection between higher education um, and and standards development. And as an active researcher in this space, I, I always wish that more research was done to understand the role that standards play at this intersection between tech science and policy. Also, as an educator, I want our curricula to be more interdisciplinary and to capture um, uh, the role that standards play. Uh, because ultimately, this is what's going to educate the next generation of innovators, of policymakers uh, that we have in this space. But my gosh, I have to say at the same time that this experience has been absolutely fascinating and very rewarding. So, for instance, working closely with the standards making community has been wonderful um, uh, uh, in the sense of seeing, embedding uh, uh, knowledge about standards and teaching and learning about standards in the curriculum already in collaboration with BSI. So over the past four years now, I've been working closely with actually with Matthew and several, and I mean really several other colleagues at BSI to set up joint research projects for our master's students. So these are master's dissertation projects with groups of our brightest students interested in this intersection between digital technologies, standards and policy. Just a quick clarifications corner here. Irina is referring to BSI's student research programme, which is available to postgraduates studying at a UK university who have a research idea or project that involves standards in some way. To find out more about the programme, including case studies of previously supported projects and how to apply, hop on over to bsigroup.com forward slash education. We looked at some of the most sort of cutting edge areas out there, um, areas that are of high interest to BSI and that are of high interest to a number of standards making bodies um, and, and policymakers and industry in the world, for instance, connected and intelligent medical device standards. So how do we update our current medical device standards to capture some of the challenges and risks associated with connected and intelligent medical devices? This year, we are looking, for instance, with six students at the future of AI standards. So I'm always impressed by how much 
the students enjoy their journey, learning about standards, interacting with BSI, being part, observing how, how standards-making committees at BSI function, how consensus is being reached. All of this is absolutely fascinating and is so enriching to see. So while I am an academic and I'm also an active member, um, a researcher who also contributes actively to uh, standards committees and to standards development, I also get the amazing benefit um, and to see to see uh, how our students are learning um, and uh, uh, are learning about standards and also incredibly importantly, how they are then taking standards and bringing them into their future career, sometimes even staying in the field as, um, as, uh, uh, as standards makers themselves. And one last point here, and I know I've been talking a lot, but one last point here to say, because I know that this is around International Women's Day that we are recording the, this podcast. One fundamental thing here to say is that over these four years of working closely with BSI on these amazing projects, um, the majority of our uh, students who have joined these projects in probably about 90% to 10% have been women. So we see an amazing representation and interest for our, for our female students in this area, which is absolutely fascinating. I'd just like to echo that, actually, Irina. It's been, uh, for me, professionally, working with those those groups of students over the past three or four years has been absolutely fantastic. The, the quality of work they have produced has been absolutely superb. And you've made some really strong arguments there about why you know academics should become involved in standards, not, not just researching them or teaching about them, but actively becoming involved with them. I just wonder from you, from a personal perspective, what has being involved in standards done for you professionally? Look, as I mentioned before, it's, a, it's, it's really been a wonderful and enriching experience. Um, I hope that it transpires that I'm a passionate researcher and educator. So I'm so happy and pleased to see that there is interest in like the work that I do, both from the higher education community, but also from the practitioner community, from, st from the standards making community, where I established, I have to say, some of the most enriching partnerships I've had so far, like with the BSI. And on a personal level, I, I'm, I'm incredibly glad uh, and very uh, honored uh, that I have been recognized in, in these endeavors so far. So there is also, of course, a, a professional benefit, which I'm, I'm incredibly pleased and humbled to, uh, to have experienced. So for instance, I think it was in 2019 now, um, uh, uh, I received uh, uh, an award for education about standardization from BSI. Um, I also received a UCL award from the UCL Provost um, uh, that uh, focused on the research-led education that I've delivered um, on the role of standards, so emphasizing the role that standards play at this intersection between technology, science, and policy, really bridging what we mean by research-based education is taking the research that we're doing, the engagement with partners in this case, for instance, with BSI that we're doing, and connecting it to the curriculum, so bringing it into our education curriculum. But I should say, you know, I mean, awards are, are wonderful. And I'm extremely privileged to have received them. Um, but 
ultimately the greatest achievement is seeing my students' interest in the space and seeing it grow ear upon ear upon ear, to see their reactions where they read a standard for the first time, to see their frustration about certain aspects of standards making. So it's not, I want them to be critical in this space as much as possible. To see sort of how their inquisitive nature develops and grows in this space. And to see them, as I mentioned before, really continuing their careers. Um, some of them have brought standards into their organizations, uh, achieving, for instance, compliance with particular standards that uh, allow that. Um, some of them have, as I said, stayed in, in um, or joined standards-making committees at BSI. Um, so it's, it's absolutely phenomenal to see that they are also growing in this field beyond the study that, that they're doing and after they graduated. It's really inspiring to hear your story and how your students are getting involved in this and really growing this standards community. Uh, one final question, Irina. What would you say to someone else, and particularly a woman, um, who's thinking of getting involved in standards? Oh, wow, Cindy, I have to say that this is, you know, this is this is an important question. It's a big question. I hope that I can do it. I can do it uh, a little bit of justice, at least. So I, I don't know. I guess what I'd say is standards and standards making processes need and benefit from diversity. So uh, and I don't mean just sort of gender equality and inclusion, which, of course, are absolutely critical. Um, because for a very long time and still very much today, unfortunately, in some in some instances, if we look at a lot of standards making committees across most standards making bodies, we do see that more can be done when it comes to gender equality. Um, and this in part is also a reflection of what we see in STEM more generally as, as a kind of like sector, right? But this goes to me beyond gender. This is, uh, uh, it's about representation of diverse positions, of diverse views, of, about, of diverse perspectives, of diverse disciplines, voices. We know that standards underpin so much of our existence. Why we need to work harder, I guess, to make them more open, more representative, more inclusive, more sustainable, more future oriented. So I don't know, to, to young women who might be listening, I'd say, look at the world of standards and standards making and don't see these as barriers. See them as opportunities to change. See them as opportunities to have your voice and perspective heard. Um, challenge those established practices as much as possible when you're seeing them. As a woman who studies and you know works also closely with the standards-making world, I I didn't find resistance when it when it come when it came to pushing some of these boundaries. On the contrary, I found I always found a lot of interest in in the position and the perspective that I brought to the table as a woman, as an academic, um, as a, a social scientist as opposed to an engineer that operates at this intersection between science, technology, 
uh, and policy. So I don't know, give it a go. Um, as I said, I hear from, from my former female students now successfully working in you know, some, of the, some, some of them in some of the top organizations in the world, how they've taken, how they've learned from this experience, grown from this experience, taken it forward and really made their mark um, uh, also in, in their future careers. So that's, um, that's very inspiring, humbling and inspiring. And I hope that, um, uh, that at least this, uh, this, this short podcast motivates everyone, but in particular, yeah, in, in our case here, young women to, to give it a try um, and, uh, and to see this as an, a great opportunity um, to, for an area to explore and also but an active area to be part of. You have been listening to an episode of The Standard Show with Matthew Childs and Cindy Parakil. Subscribe to us now wherever you get your podcasts. You just heard a stripped media production.